Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. This program is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church located in Los Angeles, California. Everything we do at Shepherd is based around John 3.14 that teaches us to lift up the name of Jesus that the world might believe. We want to come alongside you in your journey with God and help you become stronger in your faith so you can better serve Jesus and share him with others. Our pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with his message for us today. We want to begin by asking this question, what does he know? He is omniscient. That's the word we want to talk about today. The word omniscient is made up of two words, the word omni and the word science. And the word omni means all. And science is knowledge. So he's all knowledge, omniscient. And it's not just that he's all knowledge, he is perfect knowledge, both actual and potential. Now when it comes to human knowledge, what we know, we've come a long ways, baby. The 21st century is the century of explosive knowledge. Knowledge is doubling, they say, every two years. And it really is just at your fingertips now because of the smartphones. But no matter how much knowledge we gain, we will never know more than God. And He, God, depends on no one else for His knowledge. You and I, everything we know, we learn from someone else. But God depends upon no one else and he has to trust in no one else. We have to trust in other people's knowledge all the time. God never has to trust in anyone else's knowledge. He already knows everything because he's Yahweh. Number one, write this down. He has an incredible view from above. He can see everything. He knows everything. Here's the question. How can God know my past, my present, and my future when I can't understand those things? The answer is because he has an incredible view from above. The Bible says in Psalm 147 verse 5, Great is our Lord, mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. Now, there is a sequence to this message. Not only can he see the big picture, write this down, but he's working this very moment in our lives. He's forming us day by day, even when life throws you a curveball. He's working in your lives. The Bible says in Jeremiah 1 verse 5, before, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. God knew you before you were a glimmer in your mother's eye. God already knew everything about you. God knows the exact moment that you're gonna pass from this life and to the next. This omniscient God not only can see all that, but he's working in my life and in your life, even when it doesn't make sense, which is probably most of the time. The view from above, the plan from above is far greater than you and I will ever understand, which is point number two. Now there's a sequence here. We have a limited view from below. While God knows and understands Everything from above. I, no matter how smart I want to be or would like to be, I have a limited view from below. There's all kinds of things I don't understand. 
I don't fully understand, write this down. I don't really understand the Trinity. I know what it is because the Bible talks about it. You have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three different identities, and yet it's all one and the same. What? It's called the Trinity. We, I, I, I understand that it's supposed, the one, the three, different. I, I, I don't know if I really understand that. I'm just trying to make a point to you that in my limited viewpoint, it's difficult to understand certain things. I can't fully explain these things because I'm not God. If I could explain them to you, I would be God. I've told you before, the most often heard word when you get to heaven is not going to be the word Jesus. The most often heard word when you get up to heaven, you're going to hear this everywhere you go. Ah. (laughs) And the thing I can't understand, write this down. I, I can't figure out why he's interested in me. How can the God of the universe be interested in little old me? And yet, according to the Bible, he's gone to great lengths to express and demonstrate how much he cares about us and how much he loves us. The Bible says he knows every little detail about us. It's in Matthew chapter 10, verse 30, that says, even the very hairs of your head are numbered. He knows every hair. He knows every fiber. He knows every molecule in my body. The psalmist says in Psalm 139, O Lord, you have searched me and you know me. God has searched every one of you. He knows everything about you. Verse 2 says, you know when I sit and when I rise. He knows every time you sit down and every time you stand up. He knows when you came to church today, the moment you sat down, he knew that you sat down and he knows where you sat down. You know, when I sit, when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. He knows every single thing you're thinking. There is no thought that you have that he's not aware that you're having that thought. Verse 3, you discern my going out and my lying down. Every time you leave your house, he knows, he knows, what that means is he knows every door you come in and out of. Now me, personally, I could care less when you go to work, and I really don't care when you lie down and go to bed, because it's irrelevant to me. God knows every detail about you. It says there in verse 3, you are familiar with all my ways. There is nothing that you do that he's not aware of. Verse 4, this is amazing. This is, again, he's, he's omniscient. Before a word is on my tongue. See, I can only understand something when it comes off of your tongue. Before you ever say it, you're thinking it, then you say it, He's aware of what you, that word, before you think it and before you say it, he's already, he already knows that you're going to thank that word and say that word. It says, it says, you know it completely, O Lord. Look at Psalm 56, verse 8. It says, list my tears on your scroll. Are they not in your record? In other words, God writes down every tear that falls off your eye, your cheek. He writes it down. There's a book that he has. It's a scroll. It's got all your tears written down. Have you ever had a broken relationship? Have you ever had a sudden financial loss? You ever had the death of a loved one? Have you ever had a heavy heart? Have you ever wept and thought this this thought that nobody cares what I'm going through right now? 
I can't figure it out, but God cares so deeply about you, whether you realize it or not. He writes down every single tear that you cry. He cares about what you're going through. He cares about your family. He cares about your health. He cares about your faith. He cares about your peace of mind. He cares about your children. He cares about your prayers. He cares about your tears. He cares about your sorrow. He cares about your future. The Bible says that he knows and understands and cares when a little sparrow falls. And if God knows and understands when a little sparrow falls, trust me, he knows and cares whatever it is that you're going through here today. I will never, ever be able to explain why he cares about little old me, but I just know that he does. He has this incredible view from above. I have a limited view from beneath. So here's point three. Here's the sequence. Get the sequence. The best decision we will ever make is to look to God. You see, when I realize how great the omniscient, all-knowing God of the universe is, and I realize how limited and small my view and understanding are, the best decision that we will ever make is to humble ourselves. See, some people go, I don't need God. I'm okay. I don't need that church stuff. I don't need to go to church. I don't need God. I'm good on my own. I'll just get through this life. Uh, Listen, that's the worst decision you've ever made in your life. You have no concept to how great God is and how limited your view is. If you understood the greatness of God and you understood how limited your view, you couldn't help but look up and say, God, I need you. I need your help, your blessing, your direction, your favor in my life. You would say those things. You would, you would humble, you would humble yourself before God. I have to believe this. I have to believe, no matter what goes on, write this down, I have to believe that he knows what's best for me. I have to believe that. Oh, I know there's evil in the world, and evil does not make sense. That man, Mr. Godwin in Cleveland, it's like he's in his 70s. He's walking down the street carrying a paper sack, minding his own business. He's not, he's not harming a single person. And some crazy guy gets a gun, records it on Facebook, and shoots this guy in cold blood. I don't understand that. How does God allow evil to exist, natural disasters, famine, wars, disease, And we have perpetual health issues. Cancer. I don't understand cancer. How can so many people suffer from cancer? We have kidney failures, infant death syndrome, cerebral palsy, divorce, on and on. But I have to believe, now listen to me, I have to believe this. No matter how much I suffer or how much I see other people suffering, See, some people see someone suffering. Oh, well, there can't be a God because they're suffering. Listen, God is, God is so omniscient. He's all-knowing. Regardless of how much I suffer, regardless of how much someone else suffers, I have to accept and believe that God must know what's best for me. No matter what you're going through and how desperate you are to know the why, You just have to understand that his ways are higher than your ways. 
The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Verse 9, the Lord says, As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. We're never going to fully understand. We just have to know that God, whatever I'm going through, I just got to believe He knows what's best for me even when I can't see it. Corey Tenboom was a Holocaust survivor. Her and her sister Betsy were kept in a concentration camp in Ravensbrück, one of the worst camps in all of Germany. And the barracks in which they stayed were flea-infested. One morning they were having devotions and they came across this verse in the Bible that says, Rejoice always, pray constantly, and give thanks in all circumstances. Betsy says to Corey, We're supposed to thank God for everything. Uh huh. And Betsy says, We have to start thanking God for this flea infestation. And Corey says, I'm not thanking God for fleas not going to do it. I'm not going to thank God for flea infestation. I'm not going to thank God for these living quarters. Betsy says we have to. The Bible says to give thanks in all circumstances. Corey said the time eventually came where she bowed her head and she prayed this prayer, Lord, I just want to thank you for the flea infestation. They started having Bible studies, and prisoners started getting saved. Think about this. Jewish Holocaust enslaved, prisoned Jewish people in the Bible study started to give their life to Jesus Christ. They could never figure out why. Listen. They couldn't figure out why the guards never came and stole their Bibles. They couldn't figure out why the guards never came and broke up the Bible studies. And about four months later, they figured it out. The guards didn't come in because of the flea infestation. The guards decided that they would stay as far away as they possibly could from the flea infestation. And it was because of the fleas that Corey Tinboom and her sister were able to conduct Bible studies inside a German prison camp. God always knows what he's doing. I need to trust. I need to trust. That's faith. I need to trust that he knows what he's doing. Because on my very best day, I don't know what I'm doing. The other thing, write this down, he knows my needs. Because he sees everything, he knows everything, he knows, he knows my needs. He knows my financial needs, he knows my physical needs, he knows my emotional needs, he knows my spiritual needs, he knows my relational needs. Before you ever tell him, he already knows what you need before you even know you have this need. That's what the Bible says, Isaiah 65, verse 24, it says, before they call... 
I'm going to answer before you call. He, now wait, how's he answer before you call? Because he already knows what you're going to say when you call. Before you call, he's going to give you the answer before you call, before you ask. While they're still speaking, I think I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll answer them. All that means is because he's omniscient, he knows what you need before you know what you need. And because he knows what I need, he knows, he knows I need forgiveness. He knows I need comfort. He knows I need resources. He knows I need a redeemer. There was a wealthy grandfather, very wealthy, who was going deaf. This doctor fitted him with these hearing aids. And he said, the doctor said, you'll be able to hear everything perfectly. And the, the man said, this is great. He came back a month later for a checkup. And the doctor said, I bet your family loves the fact that you have these hearing aids. And the old man looked at the doctor and said, Doc, I haven't told him about the hearing aid. He said, I've just been sitting around listening to all the conversations. He said, in fact, I've changed my will three times already. Sometimes we don't realize that God is listening. God is watching. He knows our thoughts, our words, our behavior. He's omniscient, and he knows what I need. Now write this down. The one who knows you the most, God, he also loves you the most. I mean, there's a lot of people, the more I get to know them, the less I like them. <laughs> but somehow God knows everything about us, and He loves us. He knows, he knows the most, and He loves you the most. Is that amazing to you at all? Amen. Think about this. Some of you, when I say He knows every word, every thought, every deed, you're going, oh, no, man, I must be in trouble, God, you know yeah, 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 yeah. He, he sees all that. He understands all that. And, but yet he loves you more than anybody else, which is C. Write this down. He knows that you need a Savior. Amen. He knows that you need what you need more than anything else in your life. He knows that you need a Savior. So he was willing to give up his son to forgive you of those sins. I want you to look at this Bible verse, all right? Now look at it. Try understand what it's saying. 1 John 2, verse 2. He, God, is the atoning sacrifice for our what? Sin. Now, don't, now get the sequence. He knows everything. He sees everything. He's all, your past, your present, your future. I can hardly figure anything out. I have a limited view. But he knows that in my sin, that I'm lost. He knows that I'm doomed. He knows that sin is what separates us from God. Sin is what separates you from an eternal God. And he knows that your greatest need in, the, in, the, in, all the, in all of your life, that your greatest need is for those sins to be forgiven. So he sent Jesus, and that's, what's, that's what the atoning sacrifice, when Jesus died and he sacrificed, he died on that cross for you, for your sins. But notice what the rest of that verse says. And not only for our sins, but also for the sins of the whole world. He didn't die just for you. He died for the whole world. That's why right now, when we sing this hymn of decision, people shouldn't be walking around 
You shouldn't be leaving. He, he died for this one moment so that there might be someone here today who's outside of Christ that if they were to die, they would die in their sins. He sent Jesus to die, not just for you in your sins, but to die for the sins of every single person in here. And this is why this church exists. This is why we built this building and give people a chance to come and have their greatest need met. You see, some of you think that money is your greatest need. There are people in this room who believe if they just had money that they'd have everything. Money is not your greatest need. The forgiveness of your sins is your greatest need. Some of you think, well, I... Uh, you know, if I, I, I need a roof over my head. That's my greatest need. And I got to tell you, I've never lived one day of my life on this planet without a roof over my head. I've never lived on the streets. The guy that brought this pulpit up and sat it on here right before I came out of here, came up here, he, he lived on the streets here in L.A. in the third grade. Third grade, from third grade on, he lived on the streets in L.A., So I don't know what that's like. I'm sure some people who don't have a roof over their head wish they had a roof over their head. There are, I don't know, maybe a billion people on the planet who don't have a roof over their head. But their greatest need, their greatest need is not a roof over their head. Their greatest need is to have their sins forgiven. Some of you think your greatest need is to have a perfect relationship. Good luck with that. Your greatest need is not your health. It's not to have a job. It's not to have a perfect relationship. Your greatest need is to have your sins forgiven. And today, everybody say today. Today. That can happen. It can happen in your life today. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. We live in the most distracted culture in the history of the world. We see about 10,000 messages every day. We even touch our phones about 2,000 times a day. We're literally being overwhelmed with information. That's why there's no better time than right now for Dudley Rutherford's remarkable new book, One Thing, Rediscover a Simpler Faith in Our Complicated World. In this timely book, Pastor Dudley invites you to open your Bible and look closely at seven key passages of Scripture where you'll find the beautifully uncomplicated phrase, one thing. These scriptures will quiet all the noise that you're hearing and call you back to a simpler faith. 
Dudley Rutherford has discovered the secret of how to focus our lives on the one thing that matters. What if you could find that simplicity? It's waiting out there, and this is your roadmap to freedom. Contact Lift Up Jesus today and get your copy of One Thing, the book that could finally change everything. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at this same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.